Hello, everyone, and welcome to For the Record, your favorite pop culture podcast for the stressed and the depressed. Today is a very special episode because we are going to report exclusively on the Grammy Awards this year. My sister Hope is joining me again, so let's get started. All right, everyone. Hi. Uh, Hello. (laughs) We're back. We're back. It's just after midnight. Uh, The Grammys just ended about 30 minutes ago, so we're going to split this episode sort of into two. Our initial sort of, for me at least, white claw-induced reactions. And um, then tomorrow, probably, we're going to, you know, I guess talk more in depth about our afterthoughts. So, Hope, I know you're really excited, as I am, but I know you have a lot to say about Taylor Swift right now. Okay, so... If you watch the Grammys, even if you didn't, let me give you one of the most exciting parts of my night, which was the fact that Taylor has become the first woman to win Album of the Year three times, which puts her with the likes of Frank Sinatra and Stevie Wonder. Like, are you kidding me? So um, I thought I would tell you all what folklore means to me because it just... I'm literally in my cardigan right now, guys. Folklore um, came out at a time in my life, which, I mean, it was just summertime, July 2020. And while it wasn't a huge part of my life, like I wasn't going through a breakup or anything, which you would think, oh, you know, folklore, heartbreaking songs, that it would help to mend a broken heart. But for me, uh, it kind of felt like, listening to the songs and it still feels like this to me which is why it's such a uh huge album to me and is so important is it kind of feels like me looking back on my life or my experiences as an older person i think folklore has a more mature vibe than she's some literally of her 19 other. no but no but you know when you're 16 yeah and you kind of have that like evolution between 16 and 20 which is what I am almost now yeah uh when I was 16 it was very you have that kind of naivete is that how you say it naivety about love about love and life yeah and when you get older you kind of look back on it and you're realizing that maybe it wasn't so glamorous or romantic as you thought it was and I think that's what a lot of the songs mean for me. I mean, The One, which is a song about a first love or a relationship lost that you thought was going to last forever, that ends up being not uh, in your life anymore. It's a very reflective song, but she's saying um, this was a good thing, but it was supposed to end. You know, it could have been something, but it's not. And I think that that's a really mature way to look at love and relationships, even if it's just family or friends. So uh, Folklore means a lot to me because it feels a lot more grown up than some of her other albums. And I think Evermore has a similar vibe, but... You are so wise. (laughs) I'm so happy that she won because it's not just music to me, I think. And it means a lot because it's definitely helped me process some things that uh, otherwise I might not have thought to even think about in a different light well and i think at the time that it came out like july 2020 we were all inside almost all the time right so like 
you had a lot of time to sort of sit with whatever emotions you were going through. At least, you know, for me, I was studying abroad in London and I had to leave the country in March. Uh, I went through a breakup in July. Not you drinking the grapefruit soda right now. <laughs> out of the bottle, guys. Um, I went through a breakup in July when Folklore came out. And luckily that ex and I are still like really close friends. We had to break up because of, you know, distance. But even just a song like Exile. Can we talk about that for a second? Of course. Go ahead. Okay. Exile is a stunning song. And I think that that's one of the ones that meant a lot to me when it first came out because it reminds me a lot of an ex that I had Yeah, where you're in this relationship where no matter how much care you have for the person, there's no way that you can hear each other out anymore. And that's kind of the whole bridge. Like, um, you never, what is it? She says, um, you never learned to hear me out. You never gave warning signs. Yeah. Um, and she's, they're, they're going back and forth. You gave so many signs. Um, you never learned to hear me out, whatever. They're just not seeing eye to eye like whatsoever, right. even though independently they are pretty good people. Right. And it's kind of like this thought where you can try and try and be on and off with somebody, but you're never going to work it out. And I think that, I mean, the, the album is so versatile in the way that it can go for multiple different relationships. I mean, I can relate to it in past romantic relationships that didn't work out, but... Friendships even, I feel like. Right, like when you're trying to fix something, but it's just beyond repair, and... It's hard to come to that realization. I think, Yes. like, in romantic relationships, I mean, you know me, obviously, you're my little sister. You've seen me go through some pretty healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. at least one, you know, pretty bad one, and at some point... Like, you're the one who has to come to terms with the fact that, or come to terms with the fact that it's not working. Right. And that, you know, at least in a lot of cases for me, you know, relationships have worked for the most part. And once they start to go awry, that's kind of how they are. I think, I think Exile is also like one of those songs that can represent when you, you can no longer mentally be present with somebody or um in a healthy relationship with somebody so you need to rid them from your life or um taylor says i'm not your problem anymore so who am i offending now where she's saying you you took me out of your life so why can't i move on and do what i want to do with my life it's kind of like this tie where Somebody is yeah. always going to be hurt. I think Exile is a great song. Well, and it's also... beautiful album. I Just think, beautiful. Wow, we're really going off on Exile. But, um, you know, the fact that, you know, even if a relationship doesn't necessarily work out, even if it's difficult, you know, to say this, like, that person will always be in your life in some capacity. You can't repeat, or you can go back to the past and change <clears throat> anything, and you can't... Um, I don't know, like, remove that person from your life in any way. Like, they stay with you right. throughout your life, and um, lessons that you learned in those relationships apply to future relationships, whether you want to admit it or not. I love um, Taylor's 
uh, era that she's going through right now with this authentic music she's writing because she's not tied to any record label. She's writing independent music that mm-hmm. means a lot to her. And we've seen this on Folklore, which just won album of the year tonight. But Woo-hoo. we're yes, ma'am. <laughs> but we're also seeing it on Evermore when. If you listen to the two albums back to back, obviously I'm analyzing them all the time because big Swifty, but uh, Folklore ends on a sad note with Hoax, yeah, um, which is about this love that is not necessarily good for you, but you're still holding on. Um, she says, your faith, faithless love's the only hoax I believe in. Um, and then she starts evermore with the kind of cute cottage core kind of witchy vibe of willow oh i forgot that was evermore yeah and she gives you a song like happiness um which i love so yeah. that is a stunning song when she says i can't make it go away by making you a villain that's a that's a lyric i always think about because wow, yeah. you can't make pain go away by even if they are bad person in the situation that you're in whether it's your family a friend an ex whatever you can't let go of the hurt by constantly reliving how bad they were well and i feel like also like even good people like if something i mean this is talking about romantic relationships if something goes wrong and you would like end things you almost, to cope, like, want to villainize the person. Yeah. Even if it helps. you... Yeah, it helps. Even it definitely if helps. They didn't do anything fundamentally wrong or you didn't do anything fundamentally wrong. Like, you want to make it seem worse because yeah. then it's maybe easier to move on from it. But, right. I think that it just, I mean, to, to me, this era that Taylor Swift is going through with the two sister albums, Folklore and Evermore, I think it's that... Us. <laughs> yeah. Period. I think people underestimate the power of music in the way that I didn't think about it because you don't uh, automatically process things that happened in your life. But the two albums with the songs have helped me process things that I never really thought to. Free therapy. Right. I mean, we obviously grew up in the same house. Like, I think our parents are like pretty open to conversations and we're really close about a lot of things. But Mm -hmm. I think you and I are both similar in the fact that we don't always want to talk about things outwardly we want to process them on our own i mean we're strong queens yeah i mean sometimes you don't even want to admit that a thing is bothering you i mean when it comes to taylor swift music she i mean if she really does mean her music means so much to me and i think that it'll kind of come off as over exaggerating like oh swifty crazy fangirl but like her music has helped me through so much when you think of some of her songs i mean a lot of the media attention she gets is Taylor Swift only sings about her exes. Taylor Swift only writes breakup songs. And that's what we've talked about for the first 10 minutes. But think about a song like Mirrorball, where she's singing about how she feels as though she's never enough. And she's always trying to keep people's eyes on her. And as somebody that has struggled with mental health Mm -hmm. in the past, as you have as well, especially like I had an eating disorder, if I'm being, uh, naive mirror ball is this song about trying to 
be enough and change yourself for whatever situation you need to be in at the time. And she says, my God, I'm spitting all the lyrics. No, it's Um, okay. You're not being naive, might I say. Like I'm being vulnerable, I guess. Yeah, and that's fine. It's interesting. Um, She says, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. And how how relatable to anybody that feels as though they've never really been just enough enough for a partner a career their family anything any situation you're in i think taylor is a is a wonderful artist in the way that she can write personal music but make it relatable for anyone Everyone, to any like person of any gender Mm-hmm. any life experience it's wild yep um, she's just wonderful and i i really really hope i get the chance to meet her someday and tell her how much her music has meant to me over the past oh my god like 11 years at this point i'm turning 20 and yes. i've listened to her since i was nine might i add that everyone thinks and this i'll share this fun fact because obviously you know it mm-hmm. um Everyone thinks that Taylor Swift grew up in Tennessee. She was born and raised for 12, 12 years in Berks yeah. County, Pennsylvania, where, where we're from. Where we're from, where we're sitting right now at born our parents' kitchen table. Um, we have connections. We do. Our hairdresser was oh, friends yeah. with her mom. Right? That's so weird. Andrea Swift. Period. Our queen. Um, well, anyway, that, yeah, love that, Taylor Swift. Love Taylor Swift. That got really deep so as it should i think we should make an analysis series an analysis of just taylor swift i couldn't contribute all that much but i think i could definitely you could do it i don't know how i would go about that but yeah i could definitely um so as we talked on our last episode about i mean because hope and i thought we were going to get in a fight oh my god um, yeah but i i don't know i'm happy because harry won pop song of the year for watermelon sugar which i think i talked about this before is probably one of my least favorite songs on Fine Line. Yeah. But obviously it was a banger. The music oh, video, yes. gorgeous. And I, again, talked about this before, but I like that it's a song about female pleasure that isn't degrading. Yeah. That's really important, I think. And to present that. I don't, yeah. I don't want to say to to young girls they need that, but, you know, not... 10 year old girl well <laughs> they no obviously no. obviously not but they don't you know young girls that like harry styles yeah, well, aren't like, thinking yeah. like that but when you're older i mean like teenagers us, yeah like right exploring their sexuality like wanting we need that right to hear that because i think um the first <laughs> the first ex- um experience that kids or like young teenagers have with um sexual themes being in music is always something kind of degrading i remember yes. when i was in sixth grade now i know love, what you're gonna say gotta love flo rida but the song whistle wasn't really about a female empowerment he's saying can you blow my whistle baby and i i completely remember that being the first song that somebody had to be like, oh, that's about a blowjob. And I was like, what's a blowjob? Yeah, and just, I feel like a lot of those songs that mention, like, sex or pleasure in general, it's, like, being performed on a man. And it's also about women being sort of subordinate in sex and not, like, rather than getting pleasure for themselves, like, performing 
for men. Yeah. In, like, sex acts, which is not a good message to send. Like, yeah. And I think that, um, well, when it comes to not only Harry Styles, but another Grammy winner tonight, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, my gosh. I can't. We could go off about her. She won two. Yes. Now, she's she's very raunchy very much i love it but you know but you love it and she's so just cute like i just love i love the contrast between how megan the stallion is in her music where she's just like "Eh," you know like (laughs) very like rapping and open she's out there i love it yeah and she's yeah she's bold but when she gets on stage and she's accepting her award she's just sweet and so like humble oh and i just accepted her her award with beyonce Texas yeah. represent. Oh my I mean, gosh. It was just amazing because that was one of her idols growing up. Oh my god. And goodness. to see like I that happen was just amazing. And she oh she's just beautiful. The WAP performance was iconic. Yes. Oh my god. And I gotta say, I mean, Megan's stage presence is just immaculate. She's so oh, insane. Performer. She's like perfectly choreographed. She's just like a dynamo on yes. the stage. Like, you cannot not look at her performing. I think she'll have a great career. I think so, too. Ahead of her. Though, all that said, like, I don't think any of the performances were lacking. Which no. kind of stood out for you? Um, I'm trying to think of them. I mean, obviously, the Taylor Swift performance was very excited to hear her sing August. She said Lord of the Rings with the moss and the yes. little cottage that was like A-frame. <laughs> was very excited to hear her sing August live for the first time. I cannot wait for this stupid pandemic to end so that I can spend hundreds of dollars to see her sing it all live. Um, but I'm trying to think. We talked about Megan Thee Stallion. I liked Billie Eilish's performance. I think she's very... Her voice is beautiful. She, yes. And her performances, it's funny because she's kind of um, alternative. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but her performance tonight was very simple, which I liked. Um, Not a ton of frills. Like, I feel like yeah. before people who were kind of alternative, like, I think of early on in Lady Gaga's career. Yeah. Like... And obviously that was her artistic choice, but she was very, very out there with yeah. her performances. And Billie Eilish um, doesn't... I mean, it's not that she doesn't feel the need. Like, obviously she could if she wanted to. Yeah. And, like, Lady Gaga can do sort of stripped-down performances and sort of more over-the-top performances if she right. wants. But it's nice to know, and, and I guess I think back to, like, women. Like, yeah. that theme of, like, you know, to really wow people... You can be over the top if you want, or you can right. like be sort of stripped down in your performance and still make the same impact. The other one that I wanted to mention, which I just remembered, yeah, was the Anderson Pack and Bruno I was Mars. gonna say, leave the door open. That is such a sexy song. You know what I love about it too, and it goes back to like consent and everything. They're singing about if you want to, I'll leave the door open for you. Can come through. Tell me if you're coming through. Tell me if you're coming over and you want to, you know, get a little... He says, yeah. roses on the bed and, and all this romantic... And he's not... Implying consent. Yes. Not, like, oh, God. If you want to, I'll leave the door open for you. Not... Like, I love that. Like, in blurred... And it's sexy. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I guess I think back to... And, obviously, I was in, like, very early high school when this came out. Mm-hmm. So, you were in middle school. Yeah. Like, when Blurred Lines came out. And I didn't think of it at the time, but I've been, like, yeah. reading back up on it. And, you know, some of the lyrics say, like oh, you're an animal, like, baby, it's in your nature. Implying that, you know, women don't have their own sexual agency and that they're yeah. meant to be controlled, which is just 
ridiculous because like yeah. a woman has agency over herself, over yes. her sexual life. And I think songs like Watermelon Sugar, like Leave the Door Open, like these men who are, you know, talking about consent in a sexy way because it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm, they're doing. I just much prefer that style. And the style of music is very 70s. And yeah, like really sensual. Like it's cute. Oh, and I was just saying the whole time while they're performing, I was just like, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, they're just too cute. Like them they're on so stage, cute. just snapping and singing and just having a good time in their little 70s suits. I loved it. I thought it was so sweet. Yeah. Also, um, not to be underrated, Miss Dua Lipa. Oh, I don't God. necessarily agree with Future Nostalgia winning a Grammy, but yeah, that's I, fine. She's very talented. She is stunning. Her performance. I mean, she's she not known. Gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. She's not known for being a dancer, and that's fine. Like, obviously, she's made it to this stage of her career. You don't have to be a dancer. Like, not she everyone is. She danced so much better than I would. <laughs> yeah. I could never. Her costume. Love oh my the Lord. outfit. I was living. And the transitions were gorgeous. Like between songs. Which I'm. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll circle back to Mr. Styles because we haven't talked about him enough. We haven't no, we given haven't. him his room. Um, he. I don't think he should have performed Watermelon Sugar because that's what he was nominated for. And it's mm-hmm. just like the song that everyone's heard. Yeah. I think he should have performed Golden as I kind of tried to predict in our last episode. But he didn't do any transitions. He didn't do more than one song. I mean... I was kind of sad. I mean, yeah, I was kind of... I was definitely sad about that. But then at the same time, like, we were sh- freaking out the whole time. because it was Oh, the, my God. It was the very beginning of the Grammys. You don't understand. I was losing my mind. He's wearing a leather, like, matching set. He's... And Harry Styles, he just looks like he's having so much fun up there. And he's smiling he, he and smirking. Is. And he's just... He knows who he is. And mm. I like that about him. Like, obviously, it's very easy to just, like, thirst over him because of how beautiful he is. Yes, he's a great-looking man. But, like, his fashion is so well curated by his stylist, yeah. Harry Lambert. And I didn't necessarily like the plaid ensemble. No, not the plaid I with the don't striped think that, I mean, he best. looks great in anything. Like I said, I think before he could wear a paper bag and I would think he was attractive. But what he was wearing during his performance, we had green feather boa, we had leather pants, leather jacket. And I said, because uh, my sister, her boyfriend and I were all watching this together, I saw like a bit of his like chest oh before God. he took the boa off and I said out loud, you know, there's no shirt under there. And sure enough, Mr. Styles turns his back, takes the boa off and sort of does a little spin and looked, I mean, he looks so fit. Like, I mean, obviously we knew this already. Okay. So here's how I would style him. Okay. Go off. Now the sweater vest I liked, it was just a plain, if I recall correctly, it was a cream sweater vest with pink and brown stripes. So I would put him in a bit of a deeper pink wide leg trouser. Like fine line sort of top or like magenta? Mm, Maybe just like a, I don't know, not like a magenta. I don't know. Just like some kind of pink. Okay. And then Darker than what it was, which was like baby pink. Yeah. Okay. Then some white loafers and a brown, dark, deep brown jacket. I like it, but like. To, To balance out. To bring in the color from the sweater vest, but make the sweater vest the staple piece. Give him Any some more jewelry and everything. Accessories, of course, rings because he always wears rings. rings and some jewelry. Ah, uh, he's. I just. I can't. I'm wonderful. Deeply obsessed with him and all that he stands for. Because no, I mean, obviously, the obvious. He's attractive. Mm-hmm. He has an accent. Beautiful singing voice, but I think uh, 
something else that like ties me to him is that he's really a pretty strong activist. I would say yeah. that like as an artist, obviously you have your own personal opinions about politics and any sort of other causes, but no one's saying that you have to you know, take a stance yeah. on any sort of social issues. But it, I mean, obviously it's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he has, you know, spoken up um, in standing with the Black Lives Matter movement and standing with the LGBTQ plus community during his concerts, you know, like. Yeah. I love when artists do that. I think it sends like. It sends a good message to the message, yeah. LGBTQ plus youth and um, other marginalized groups that kind of want a strong celebrity figurehead. I know that a lot of people will say, oh, celebrities shouldn't get involved in politics. But then at the same time, they are they have a big platform, so they have the voice to speak about things like that. And I think it's great that Harry involves himself. Yeah, and I think another thing is that it's not, like, that's his choice to do that. I don't think it's his team. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's his manager saying, like, oh, well, you should have the, like, bisexual pride flag or the trans pride flag. Yeah. During your concerts. I don't think that he's being forced to do that. I don't think it's a ploy for anything. Um, and I'm actually writing a paper about this for school, which I've probably referenced before. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, he has chosen to stay sexually ambiguous mm-hmm. in his unreleased song, Medicine, which is an absolute banger. Please go listen to it on YouTube. He's performed it a few times, but it hasn't been released in a studio version. Um one of the lyrics is the boys and the girls are in I mess around with him and I'm okay with it and as I sort of implied he's never come out as bi he's never Mm -hmm. come out as gay or queer um but it's his choice to stay ambiguous I think and I love that I like that too because I don't think as a queer person you always have to come out I think for Mm -hmm. me as a bi woman the reason why I felt sort of like I felt as though I needed to come out because I was in a relationship in which I had told my partner at the time he was the first person to know that I was bi and he sort of gaslit me into staying silent about it Yeah. and so for almost a year I felt very ashamed of my sexuality and I had a conversation with my friend Jake who I'm obviously a big fan of he's my king um, about sexuality. I said, you know, like, I've never dated women. Like, what if that means I'm not bi? And he told me, you know, like, you don't have to. You know, people mm-hmm. who are gay don't have to date men to know that they're bi or ever, you know, be with someone who they're attracted to sexually to know what their sexuality is. I like that. I like that Harry Styles... Um does set that theme though for people that maybe just I mean this is my personal belief that I think sexuality can be a spectrum and you don't have to be labeled it is and if you don't feel comfortable with having a label that's fine just date and love who you love, love. Who you love and have sex if you want to don't if you <laughs> oh want <my> to gosh. <laughs> Duh, again don't if you want to Yeah. If hey you... aces queens period um but yeah, I think in staying ambiguous in part, he's saying, not directly saying, but like 
you don't need to come out if you don't want to. And, and I like that. Your sexuality is fluid and can change over time. You know? Um, uh, I just love them. Be I who talk you want to be. That's what uh, our message is. Treat people with kindness, baby. For the record. I said on the record. For <laughs> on the record. The record. <laughs> um, but yeah, as he always says, treat people with kindness. Because, I mean... I love that. In times like this, you know, what we've dealt with for the last year, it's all taken a toll. Yeah. Whether any of us want to admit it or not like on a very deep level we've all been affected whether we've actually had the virus or have known someone who gotten who's gotten very sick um you know being kind never goes out of style but um we never go out of style uh, not you bringing taylor swift back she does i mean uh, 1989 is notorious for talking about Mr. Styles Period. and their relationship, which, oh my God, this is another thing about the Grammys tonight that we can uh, talk about. Wait, yes, and then we're going to go because I'm exhausted. <laughs> their support for each other, Taylor clapping for Harry. It was great, and I loved it. It was amazing. I love our divorced parents. We really do. Anyway, I think this is a good place to stop for tonight. We're yeah. going to record probably in the morning. We're tired. We're going to talk about the fashion. We ate so much cheese. We ate a lot of cheese and crackers, which I ate gluten, so. Oh, uh, Lord. It's the struggle bus. I'm the driver. Um, but tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, fashion. Obviously, when you listen to it, it'll probably be in one stretch. So we're going to cut now, but we'll talk tomorrow about the fashion, the rest of the performances, and any other thoughts we have about the artists. So we'll be back. Yes. Uh, we're going to cut to some music now. So talk to you guys soon. Good night. <laughs> Good night. We're back. We're back. It is now around 5 p.m. <clears throat> the day after the Grammys, I'm recovered from my white claw hangover, which is so sad that it even happened. Hope, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm kind of calmed down now. Yeah, I it took a while. Like I was up until two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I was up <laughs> it was until bad. two. Go on my Twitter at Meyer twenty three if you want to see my reaction to Taylor Swift's win. She it was pretty intense. She had it was an intense reaction. It was, it was cute loud. though. Your boyfriend was hilarious because he knew that the tears were coming on. He knew. They were instant. He's very supportive of my Taylor Swift love. Yes, shout out Everett. He's a Swifty now too. Facts. Uh, so, in this little segment, which I'm assuming is going to be shorter than last night. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about fashion, mostly. But first and foremost, Hope and I wanted to talk about the interaction between our divorced parents. Do you want to kick us off? Yes. Oh my gosh. Guys. I mean, I guess it's not a huge deal because Taylor is in a relationship and I've never been one that's like, Oh, they need to get back together. Like, no, no, no. Because Joe or Joe and Taylor are very happy, but it was nice to see them talk and they're both professional. Wait, who are we artists. talking about? Taylor and Harry <clears throat> Haler. Haler. <laughs> now friends, I would love to see a collaboration between them. That's one thing that I wish I want to know what they were talking about. And oops, I hope that a collaboration is in the works. I was trying to read their lips, and a lot of people have theorized <laughs> that at the very end he said, well, it was nice to see you. Some people think that he was saying congrats on the album. Oh, We don't... Yeah, do you think... Like, 
if either of them is ever in their bag, they like go listen to each other's music, or do you think that doesn't happen? He must. Like, they must. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what like. Well, maybe not even artists if, listen to. Well, maybe not even if they're in their bag. Like, do you think they? I'm sure like, they listen. support each other's music still, like. <clears throat> Cause, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about Taylor songs that we assume are about Harry? Um, out of the woods style. I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. Really? Yeah. Why did I think that was about like Joe Jonas? But that's way that actually was way back that era. Okay, gotcha. Get your facts. Sorry, I don't know Taylor all that well. Yeah, I would say those are like the big three <laughs> out of the woods is about the vehicular manslaughter yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't think her new music <clears throat> i don't think her new music is about him at all but no no people try to ago. i think people kind of try to over blow it, their relationship it was three months long hey so but it, it's okay but i was happy to see them interact for sure they're both great musicians and i love both of them so they're so <clears throat> hot cuties cutie pies Yes. Okay. Fashion. Let's do the worst first. I think that Doja Cat. Harry that... Styles. I'm St- sorry. No. I'm not going to hear it. Kenzie. Oh my lord. I'm not going to hear it. I don't care. We're not going to act about like it was night. good. We're okay. You you kind of have a habit of like not being able to accept that one of your faves can make bad choices, and that was not a bad. That was not a good fashion choice. We don't know. The red all- carpet was not good. The watermelon sugar performance outfit was good. I mean, yeah, it's just leather, but it was cute. Nothing great. I'm not mad. He could wear anything. I think I said this last night. He could wear anything. I wouldn't be mad. See, his like, I can, is a genius. I can look at Taylor Swift's outfits and have tough love when one's bad. <laughs> it wasn't the best. Or a song. Like, me. Nah. Uh, no. Hey, kids. Spelling is fun. They took, they cut that, but in the yeah. album cut. Um. But no, we're Doja Cat. Not yeah, I good. wasn't a big fan. I mean, I think that it was supposed to be like an edgy look because she had a mullet kind of hairstyle and her dress was half zip up kind of bodysuit and then the other half was like feathered. And eh. yeah, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the zipper moment either. No. She's gorgeous, but. Yeah, of course. Wasn't a big fan of that look noah cyrus no. too was serving tissue for me she was giving me very much king george <laughs> like wig powdered wig um some of my favorite style yes was in the form of well i really liked dua lipa's uh rhinestone dress oh with the cutouts. my god i think it was valentino yeah, that Stunning. was really pretty. Really and her pretty. outfits during her performance, like the pink one that she opened with, mm-hmm. that was really beautiful too. Yes. And um, Megan Thee Stallion just looks great in orange. Oh my God, her color. Yes. Do I think the perfect. dress was like groundbreakingly unique or anything? No, but she looks great in orange. Megan Thee Stallion, what a beautiful yeah. woman. It didn't have to be too. Like, no, like she didn't. could pull off something simple because i mean there was no real like design or like pattern no it was just a orange ball gown i think it was like a high low kind of dress yeah if i remember right Mm -hmm. 
Um, both of Lizzo. Lizzo. Oh, I hate us that we both said Aww, it. Aw, she looks so cute. She's just so cute. She wore like a, I guess before <clears throat> she presented like a seafoam green sort of mid length dress yeah. and then changed into the purple, which the picture of her and Mr. Styles Aww. together, I think they're so cute. Her I love that they're friends. green dress was giving me very much 80s prom. Because it had like ruching. Yeah, wait. Let me see if it I can. so cute. I can't even remember what her other dress looked like. It was purple. It was like lavender. Yeah, I know. I remember what color it was, but I can't. I can't remember the length of it. I think it was long, though. Gotta go right. on my story. Oh, yeah. Okay, follow me on Instagram at Hope E. Meyer. This is a promotion for Hope. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't, honestly, both of her dresses were giving me very much like 80s. And I love her in like a pastel moment. She's just, a, she's just cute. She's yeah. just so cute. Um, honestly, my favorite dress of the night unbiased completely was taylor's dress that's a shock and a half <laughs> it was stunning it was a stunning dress and the mask to match oscar de la renta is that who it was yep oscar de, yeah. de la renta wonder how much that was oh i think i saw somewhere like eight grand Woo, <laughs> lord because i don't it think it's a rental no i oh yeah that's true I was a lot say, of people I don't rent think... their dresses for events like that yeah lizzo posted on her tiktok she was wearing like a diamond ring on her pinky and it was worth like a million dollars holy crap which is just insane sorry i just started scrolling through their instagram to see i'm trying to think of who else um anderson pock and bruno mars we talked about their 70s suits yes that was an absolute serve yes that was so cute they were just very wholesome energy giving me very much 70s vibes which i said last night yeah but well and also i think the watermelon sugar performance fit was very reminiscent of freddie mercury which a lot of people have been commenting on oh yeah oh i read somewhere that harry lambert uh harry styles is stylist um said that that watermelon sugar performance outfit kind of marked the end of his fine line era and a transition to the next which if that is any preview dear lord i'm not ready for what's coming next give us harry styles three i need i really think it's gonna be this year he usually takes off two years i mean that's what he's done so far because harry styles like his self-titled album came out in 2017 fine line in 2019 I think he's been, he's been staying quiet, like yeah. Miss Swift. You know, he's been working. I'm sure because we've all what had else so do much they time have to do. Yeah, <laughs> other than work. Well, he's been filming a bunch of movies too. Like, obviously, Don't Worry, Darling. I've talked about on the podcast before with Florence Pugh, and he'll be starring in. Did you know about this? My Policeman with Emma Corrin, who played oh, Princess yes. Diana on The Crown. Yes. Uh, so that's a when worlds collide moment for me. When and his character is by, Oh my god, which love is just that. amazing. Okay, also, um, a lot of people are mad about Phoebe Bridgers losing to Megan Thee Stallion. I love Phoebe Bridgers. I just feel like Megan was more visible this year. You yeah, know what I mean? And, they, and I'm sure that the Academy, is that what it is? No, that's the Oscars. The Recording Academy. The Recording yeah. Academy, okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're a little biased in there. They choose winners based on who's got the most hype. But doesn't that completely kind of make her Megan Thee Stallion 
best new artist, the fact that she has all this hype around her this year. Yeah. And last year. I mean, and I can just, I don't know. I guess I've just seen her more. And yeah. I like don't doubt, like, obviously, Phoebe Bridgers is super talented. But I think she's still, like, really young, obviously. And she's still, like, at the beginning of her career, at least, like, the super public-facing one. Yeah. Um, you don't know who Fiona Apple is, do you? Or you do, no, because I do. I've talked about her. Um, she won for Best Alternative Album, I believe, for Fetch oh. the Bull Cutters. And she wasn't, like, at the Grammys themselves because she was sort of protesting them. Which I understand. Um, why? I don't know, like, her specific reasoning. She's also just never been one to, um, like, be out and about. Um, okay. But, oh, my God, Fetch the Bolt Cutters is so good. Go listen to it if you haven't. I know a lot of people don't like the Grammys or the Oscars and think that they're rigged, but I don't I think know. to a degree they are. I mean, I think film I'm awards sure are more... Um, well, seemingly more whitewashed, which is obviously yeah. not fair. Um, but I've never, I don't think I've ever sat and watched the Grammys through like that. It was, I was entertained the entire time. Yeah. A lot of people were mad that The weekend was snubbed this year for Blinding Lights. Yeah, because he spoke out sort of against the Recording Academy and like chose not to attend. And Yeah. Uh, he obviously is super, super talented as well. Like, as a performer, yeah. chef's kiss. Yeah, he's good. Um, but yeah, I was so entertained. All the performances were insane. I <laughs> hope cried. Can I bring this up? Oh my god! Hope cried during the tribute when Lionel Richie was singing Kenny Rogers' song. And Ugh. mind you, she doesn't know who either of these people are. I know are. who Lionel Richie is. Well, you know who what? he is, but you're not like a fan. No, I'm not a fan. I know who Kenny Rogers is, but like vaguely. She was. But they, my dad said they were friends, and he was singing his song, and that just made me so sad. So I cried for like ten minutes about it. <laughs> it was sad, but. It was a very emotional night for me in many ways. I was very upset that Taylor lost literally all of her nominations besides Album of what the you, Year. Oh, yeah, because that's a real slight. But, no, because, I mean, I don't know. I guess Folklore just isn't a pop album. I don't think it is. a lot of the things she was nominated for were pop categories, and it doesn't really fit that genre, and that's... <clears throat> I mean, that's what it was placed in for the awards. Um, but it's like, not alternative. Like, where would you place it? No, it is. It is technically labeled alternative on spot on, what's it called? iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just not a very pop uh, sounding album to me. No. Maybe some people disagree. But they lost. She lost for every category besides album of the year but you know i was yeah i'm sad that cardigan didn't get any recognition on its own or exile which was what she was nominated for with bonnie bear and they lost but they lost to ariana grande and lady gaga who i'm also a fan of so yeah i feel like it was pretty fair like i just like i know we talked about this last night like harry won taylor won dua lipa Meg Thee Stallion, Beyonce, like, all my faves won at least yeah. one. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say, really. I think it was yeah. entertaining. Yeah, I for sure. I haven't processed Harry Styles yet. I've watched Did we talk about 
like did, every hour. Did we talk about Taylor's performance? I don't even think we did. We mentioned it. We mentioned the set. And I think you talked about her transition into August. Well, she looked ethereal. And oh, people are theorizing now. <laughs> people are crazy. Uh, during her acceptance speech, she, ha- she said, I had the time of my life writing records with you about Joe, which is a lyric from Long Live, when she says, which is from Speak Now. She says, I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Oh, the karaoke's back. Yeah. And people think that that is uh, foreshadowing her Speak Now re-recording. And she also did her, her like, iconic dress flip from the Speak Now oh, album Oh, yes, cover. during the performance. Yeah. So, maybe, but I think that sometimes we just kind of... <laughs> really overthink i guess that's maybe where i got it from yes yeah, the swifties Twitter. know how to do one thing it's overanalyze an easter egg that may yes. or may not be an easter egg i'm like can we get through one thing guys just by I mean, literally is coming out with fear the fearless re-record on april 9th which is less than a month away now oh wow you didn't know that no, I knew it, but I didn't know it was so soon. I thought it's it was so May. It's so soon. Get excited, everyone. It's going to be sick. It's going to be so fun. And Fearless is... Um, I don't know that it is the album that made me a fan, because honestly, I don't even remember when I became a fan. I remember I was really young, and I remember hearing Love Story on the radio, which is from Aww, yeah. <laughs> from the Fearless album. But I... Like, all the uh, the songs from... Her first album, are Muscle Memory, to me. So I'm like, yeah. When did I actually become a fan? Because I know all of her music. I remember us having the like that first album on like iPod shuffles. Yes, <laughs> like like Tim McGraw and all the other teardrops on my guitar. Our song. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh. Our song was my karaoke song. Our Do you remember? Song is a slam its green door. <laughs> yeah, we did that at Disney. Which one did you do? White horse. Aww. I'm so dramatic. Of course I did white horse. Uh, You were like eight years old. I was literally born Uh, to just uh, never get over anything that's ever happened to me ever. My first grade crush probably hurt my feelings and I was like, I'm not a princess. (laughs) This ain't a fairy tale. Like, girl, shut up. Seriously, I have been conditioned to just be so dramatic. Oh my god. And then I got to an age where I could actually go through a real heartbreak and I was like, God, oh, this is what it's like. This is definitely fruity. This is something else because I have made it up for years. You were ready for it. You were I wanted to be heartbroken when I was eight. I needed to relate to White Horse (laughs) or Teardrops on My Guitar and I couldn't relate. So thank you. To the first guy that ever broke my heart for helping me relate to her music. And Miss Swift. <laughs> you trick ass. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's all. I, I think I'm going to go walk because it's super nice outside. Thanks, I just, Daylight Savings. I just ran three miles, so I'm a little delirious. Maybe that's why I'm just... Going off. Yeah, I'm still kind of slumped. Taylor Swift is the music industry. As is Harry Styles. Not yet. What do you mean, not yet? I mean, okay, he's not as, like, established as a solo artist, but he's getting there. Fine Line, I think, really solidified his place in the industry as a solo artist. There you go. 
lyrical genius. Mm. Love him. Love our king. I don't think he's... Don't. I don't. Kenzie. Oh, my God. I'm not going to deal with your slander. She. It's not slander to say that Harry Styles is not as successful as Taylor Swift. Not on his own yet. No. There you go. When she agrees. It's good that we're sisters because we can just fight. Exactly. On the podcast. Sorry. I was loading Taylor... Uh, I was literally pulling up Taylor Swift Spotify. I was going to say, not her discography right now. All right, everyone. Wait, Harry Styles has less monthly listeners, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Not you pulling out the receipts. By, um, I know. By almost 9 million. So, sorry, guys. (laughs) Love him, though. But, okay. I know it's not a competition, but she just can't be beaten at this point in her career. She has been successful continuously for 15 or 16 years, so. Okay, go off. That's extremely impressive. Especially for a woman. Because they have to reinvent themselves time and time again. Uh All right, attitude. No, I'm just tired. All right, everyone. Well, enjoy your week. Hope, thanks for joining me again. Yes. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Goodbye.